Unlabeled Table. We want to welcome you to the table tonight. Tonight it's me and Lisa, and we're going to talk about how to um, recover from scars and things that have hurt you over your lifetime, maybe in your childhood or in your teens or in your adult, whatever, and how to get kind of like back into ministry or just back into going to church. I think COVID really has put a stunt on all of church attendance. Um, I know a lot of people who haven't kind of ventured back into church because it's easier to watch online. Um, and so some of you, I know the Lord is actually stirring in your heart. That's what I think we very first feel is the stirring in our heart, this desire to want to get closer to the Lord. I think that's what kind of we both had, this is desire to be on fire for the Lord. And we just knew that we weren't living that way. And so if you feel a stirring in your heart, that is the Holy Spirit letting you like, hey, I want a relationship with you. He's pursuing you. And, um, you know, it's, it's time to get back into church if you're not there or to find a group or start a group in your home, whatever. So um, it's really hard to get back up. It is very hard. <laughs> I mean, when you fall, I saw, I saw, um, uh, I shared it on Facebook, but it said, if life has you on the floor and you feel like you can't worship, then worship from the mm -hmm. floor. You know, if you feel like you can't raise your hands because life is so hard, um, then worship from the floor. Um, so I feel like when I am in a time of attack or in a, in a time of a hard season, here lately, it just seems like I can't get on the mountaintop. I feel like it's one wave after another. And I think that's what James was talking about when he said that if our feet aren't planted, then the waves will kind of just toss us, you know, uh, we'll be tossed back and forth by the waves of, of the storms of life. And so um, getting your feet rooted in solid ground, which is Jesus Christ, um, that's it. There's nothing in this world that is... Um, truth other than Jesus and the Word of God. And so you have to root yourself in His Word, and then you will be able to withstand the storms and the winds of life. But, so, what do you have, Lisa, as far as, like, we're talking about scars under mm -hmm. our armor. So, like, we have been hurt, but now we're putting on that armor, and we're, even though that scar's still there, you haven't forgotten it, and you haven't, um, it doesn't mean that you, um, that it goes away, but you learn to live with it and you learn to put that armor on in spite of it. Well, you can look at scars as um, scars, They're like a scab or something like that that's hurt you, but you can also look at it through healing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what scars signify through our life of Jesus yes. is a healing. Um, and there's a process to that. And so scars can come to us through divorce, um, low self-worth, mm -hmm. rejection, uh, failed relationships, and so those are some of the things that we can come back from that have caused scars in our life. Right, and sometimes it's hard to get, like, once you, like, I'll just use divorce as a, as an example because I've been divorced. Mm -hmm. I never, like, that's not the life I ever pictured for myself was, you know, I wanted the white picket fence with the family never be divorced or whatever, and that just wasn't what happened. Um, my husband had an affair, and um, it wasn't able to be worked out, and we had Lauren at the time. And so I never dreamed that I would ever be in this position because I thought that I was too ruined or yeah. that, you know, that's not who God wanted to use with someone who was divorced. So look at who God used in the Bible. Yes, like yes. All those people right. that were just so broken. And, yeah, yeah. You know. He normally, uh, somebody, I, I always look on people's posts and stuff, but a lot of times he'll pull you out of the pit and use you other than you being on a pedestal and use you. Like Jesus, Jesus didn't pick any religious leaders uh, when he came, he used broken, 
fishermen, teenage boys, and, you know, they, they didn't know anything. And so he wanted a clean slate, and I think that that's sometimes, like, what he wants with us. He doesn't want us to um, have all of that just, like, our, you know, I feel like I have uh, religious traditions that I hold on to. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Jesus wants to break all of that stuff down, because I'll, I'll tell you, what I've learned over the last three years is he has broke down every wall. Like he, his forgiveness goes deeper. His everything runs, he, he rescues more than what I ever dreamed he would. And so, um, but it is hard to get up after a, after a hard fall. Do you have any tips of like what you think, like when, I mean, is there a time in your life when you felt like you were at rock bottom or you had hit and you, or just how the Lord called you, what did you feel? Um, so I wanted to share a little bit of my testimony tonight about um, about the kids' purpose in my life. And so I was, um, I grew up in a church, and I used to see kids going up there being baptized all the time. Mm -hmm. I just never got it. Right. Um, my family, um, we grew up at a church. We all, like, even my aunts and uncles, cousins, we all went to the same church. We um, had a good childhood. We did everything together. Um, and then at... I think 15 years old is when my parents got divorced. Yeah. And so that kind of turned things. Um, That's a big, important time in your life. Yeah. So that kind of turned things um, upside down for us. Um, but after that divorce, uh, we stopped going to church. We were kind of the Christians that went to church on Christmas and Easter. Mm -hmm. um, and through those um, years of divorce, through, after the divorce, I had a lot of failed relationships. And so then one day I woke up at... 29 years old and had two kids um, by two different dads and um, and so then you know those were scars that you know I inflicted on myself for not living right um, and so also on my kids and so I found myself just kind of crying out to God and asking him you know what is the purpose of this mm -hmm. I was um, I was going to Ohio to visit a friend and um, in the car I was just crying out just like pleading with God what mm -hmm. is the purpose of this I felt so bad you know, for, I had such a good childhood up until that point of the divorce, and I didn't want my kids to go through, mm -hmm. you know, this that I was putting them through. And so, um, I don't know exactly how it's been when you've heard from God, but this is one of those situations that I knew, that I knew that he was speaking to me. And so, it was like, we just started having a conversation in mm -hmm. my head. Um, and so these were thoughts that were coming into my head that were not my own. That's right. I, I mean, that is how the Lord speaks to you. People are like, well, how does the Lord speak to you? He speaks to you through your thoughts, mm -hmm. and he gives you thoughts that aren't yours. Yeah, they were not mine. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, um, how do you think Kobe got his middle name? And I was like, well, I liked Alexander or Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I let the um, nurse, my um, nurse in the hospital choose, and she picked Christian. And mm -hmm. he said... How do you think he got his middle name? And I didn't start going and yearning for God until after I had Kobe. Mm -hmm. So I had started going to Southland with my dad right after um, I had Kobe. And that's when I was baptized. And right. so he used Kobe to draw me closer to him. Mm -hmm. And then he went on to say, how do you think Abigail got her middle name? And I was like, well, my mom liked uh, Faith or Grace. Mm -hmm. And um, we chose Grace. And he said, how do you think she got her middle name and um, he said even though you strayed away from me because at the time I was in a relationship I shouldn't have been but he said even though you strayed away from me I've shown you my mercy mm -hmm. and grace yep. 
And so through any scars that you even inflict on yourself, um, he's going to turn things around and use them for our good. That's right. And so that reminds me of the Romans eight twenty eight. God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome. Like today I challenged everyone when we were talking about testimonies. And we've had like testimonies here for the last two weeks. And I love testimonies, and um, so I was encouraging everybody to, you know, watch the testimonies, especially of Rhonda's and of Nancy's, and, you know, because I I hadn't heard much feedback from it. And then I challenged everybody to look at their testimony, because, like, some people don't even think they have a testimony. You don't know you have a testimony. You just think somebody else who's been, like, rescued from the Lord, and I used to think that before I was rescued from the Lord. I used to think, mine's boring. Mm -hmm. I grew up in church. I've always been a church girl and stuff. But what I've learned is through my struggles, that's where your testimony comes. Like you, you don't listening get it. to Rhonda, listening to Sherry, yes. you're kind of like, Ugh, yes, not, yeah. <laughs> all that but then great. when you dig down in and you start looking and you start seeing what the Lord has rescued you from, He's redirected you. What you thought was rejection was really redirection. Mm-hmm. And so, like when you're on this side of your life, you can actually go back and be like. That was God. Yeah. That was God. That he was pursued God. me mm-hmm. from when I was a kid he until, pursues us. until yes. today. And yep. he does it now. Yep. So. Even in sin. That's the thing about mm-hmm. it. Like, um, People think you have to get so cleaned up to come to Jesus. Jesus will meet you right where you are. And he will help you lay down everything that doesn't glorify him. And it's, it's, a, it's a long lifetime walk. Um, it's not going to be done overnight, so you're not going to be that perfect Christian who's got all the Bible verses memorized and knows exactly, like uh, we were in church on Sunday, and I looked at my husband, and we were looking for a book. That I was like, what does that come after? You know, even me, who's in the Bible every day, there's still, you know, I forget. And right. So if you're looking for this perfect relationship, that's not what Jesus wants. He wants you to come exactly like you are with all your hurts, with all your brokenness. And he wants to heal you so he can show you how faithful he is Mm -hmm. and that he shows up every time. And he shows up in the big problems and he shows up in the tiny problems. My my son was talking about a bill he got, like his, you know, they're, they're expecting in August. And um, for some reason their insurance didn't cover, like they covered her, um, like her visit to the doctor, but they don't want to cover her labs. And I was like, son, pray about that. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will work. And he was like, in bills? And I'm like, in bills. <laughs> he works it out yeah. in everything. You know, even your small little friend problems or your, you know, problems that you have um, on a team or if your kids are, you know, whatever. He's in every bit of that. And so, um, yeah. But our scars can keep us sitting down because mm-hmm. we're ashamed of them. Um, there's guilt in them because you don't want to, you know, confess them. But I'm telling you, when you confess, it changes things. It does. There's no guilt or shame there anymore. It's like you when you realize someone shares the same kind of testimony or they have the same kind of struggle. You're like, I'm not alone because mm-hmm. Satan tells us we're alone. Yeah, and he doesn't want us to get up. Um, but I will tell you that who your friends are too is a, is a huge factor in your life. You know, who, uh, they, uh, my, my, uh, family would always say, if you, um, uh, if you lay with dogs, you get fleas. That's what I heard that. always used to say. And that's the truth. I used to be like, Oh, it don't matter. I'm strong. If they do that, I can be strong and not do that. And, but you are and the company you keep is that's who influences your life. Right. So I'm so thankful that I have you, that I, you know, that like, it, it, especially like our unlabeled table uh, Facebook page, 
um, when we have a, a prayer request or something, we can go straight to that page, and mm -hmm. we have a group of people that we know that's taking those requests straight to God. So um, having a group of people that you do ministry with or, you know, um, that you just insert lot your life with um, is important. Um, Proverbs seven seventeen says a friend loves at all times. And so you don't want a friend who is just there in the good times. You want someone to love you in your darkness. Because I, I have been so dark and I'm so thankful for my friends who loved me when I didn't deserve to be loved, yeah. you know, and, or when our kids mess up or when our spouses leave us or whatever it is, however messy it is, um, you have to find friends who's going to get in the trenches with you and help you spur you on. Cause I think that's one way of getting up Yeah, is when someone encourages you and tells you, you can do this or, you know, I'm proud of you or well, whatever. It makes such a difference when you have somebody's support. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't realize how much that helps yep. Um, yep. until you have that. So, I don't know if it's that we compete with other people. I, I guess that's what it is because like, but for me, what I've tried to do is like, I look at you and I see that you have a totally different group of people that you're reaching than I'm reaching. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you have, you know, and when you look at other people in their ministry and you think they've got a certain audience that they're reaching that I could ever reach, then you're a part of a team. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of time we, we forget that we're on the same team. We do. And so, sure. you know, um, and, um, one thing about it is like when, with scars, if you have a scar, that means like today, one of my friends, uh, Todd Scobie, he's been through a really, really hard time. We've been praying for him. They thought he had RA, but he doesn't have RA. It's the craziest story ever. Um, but anyway, he ended up just having a tumor and had to have it drained and it was causing all his pain. It was, it's really beautiful story yeah. actually. Hopefully Billy will come on here one, one day and share it. But, um, so, like, nine months ago, he was in this dark place of so much pain, and he's had nine months of pain. Well, today I stopped by there, and there was so much joy in his voice. A big difference from the last time you've seen him. I mean, the Lord just, yeah. and, you know, and so it is, it is just amazing that, you know, different seasons of our life. I don't know what the reason was for Todd to sit, you know, to, to be sitting down. Just same with Becky. You know, Becky's in a season of sitting down right now. Uh, she didn't have a choice. We thought she fell and broke her arm, but that is not the case. She had not been to the doctor for a very long time. She's in big, big trouble, um, but she'd not been to the doctor. And so all of her blood levels, like it is amazing that she did not have a heart attack because if she would have had a heart attack, she would have never been able to like recover. Yeah. So it is a miracle that she, I mean, she passed out. She didn't fall. She passed, probably passed out, and that's how she broke her arm. Yes. But then it just evolved into me. I mean, she had blood issues. transfusions, iron transfusions. I mean, she's had everything, mm -hmm. and she's on the mend and healing. But I'm telling you, it, it's it's just been crazy. Just been crazy around here. But um, how were um, I know you studied on um, overcoming um and. Mm -hmm. how to get heal, back. Yeah. how to get back up. So what were some of the things that you learned? Well, the first thing you have to realize is when you have a scar, you've been through a battle, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so today when I was talking to Todd, I was talking to him about his battle, and I could feel like, like I know that when I came out of addiction, I felt like I had been rescued. You right. know, when you came out of COVID, you mm -hmm. felt like you had been rescued. You were like, oh, my gosh, that was a battle. Yeah. And so yes. you have a scar. And so, like, he's like, I'm not worried about the scar. Because it reminds you of where you've been. And, and what you've been through. Yes. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking at scars as being ugly, we have to embrace scars as survival. That we we endured. 
we did exactly what the Bible said. Yeah, we got a scar. It's a it's a war, you know, and it might. But but man, I mean, it it brings hope, and it just it's like the faithfulness of the Lord. That is the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so um, I was explaining that to my daughter today. I was like, you know, my life is not the happiest. I mean, I've got so much stuff going on and so much sadness. I mean, David's grandmother passed away and. And there's just so much stuff. It just, this world is horrible. But the joy doesn't come from the world. No. It comes from it's the Lord. Yes. That comes from God. I and think. it just takes, it takes over and it's contagious. And, um, you know, once you, really the biggest thing for healing mm -hmm. is getting out there and putting yourself out there and doing work for the Lord. That's where your healing is going to be. Telling your testimony, um, understanding that the Lord has allowed Whatever storm it's been, whether it be a divorce, whether it be a wayward child, whether it be uh, you lost your job or your health or whatever, the, the Lord has allowed this season to happen. And so basically it's like leaning towards Him and getting get in there and say, okay, Lord, what what are you trying to teach me? Mm -hmm. um, Jimmy Evans always says he, likes, he, he wants to become a, a plain sheet of paper so the Lord can teach us our ways because we've learned marriage. And everything from our parents. Yeah, from the world. From the world. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when it comes to learning how we're supposed to direct our path and, and things like that, it's hard because we're like, well, we learned this in school. But that's total opposite of what God's God. Word says. So, it is it is a battle in everything that we do. Um, but Jesus didn't die on the cross for us just to cope. He wants us to overcome. Mm -hmm. And so, we're going to have lots of scars. You know, we'll have battle wounds. But be proud of those battle wounds because you've endured. You didn't sit down, um, you know, because that's what Satan's trying to do. He, it, you know, it says, the Bible says that he is walking around, the devil is walking around uh, looking for somebody to devour. And he wants to steal and kill and destroy everything in your life and in your life and my life. And it don't matter what it is. It can be your kids. It can be your home. It can be your job. It can be your finances. It can be your peace. And he just wants to wreak havoc on your life. And so he, he's doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You're standing firm. You're standing firm. And that's the thing about it. Like, while, while I have never endured attacks like I have since I've sat down at the table. And someone asked me. I did a TikTok on it actually today. Someone asked me. They said, why do you focus so much on Satan's attacks? And I'm like... Because we haven't been taught to look for the enemy. Right. We've been, I mean, like, if you don't realize that there's a real enemy out there fight or that's against you, then why put the armor on? Mm -hmm. Why stand firm? Why pray? So you have to realize that he's looking to take you out. Well, in any war, you have to know who your enemy that's is. That's right. You have to have so. a war plan. And we just haven't been prepared. We've learned everything about Jesus. And I think we need to know everything about Jesus. But we also need to know who our enemy is and who we're fighting and how he works. He's so clever and so sly, and he can, and he does not like get tired of pursuing. He pursues us too. Mm -hmm. He pursues us because he wants to devour us, yeah. and um, and our children. And that's what bothers me the most is you know he came after my my daughter a couple years ago, and I mean I went to the gates of hell mm -hmm. for her, and would do it again in a heartbeat. You got to be ready and. I, I listen. I'm ready and I will. Yeah. I went to um, to watch, or I've read the book Choosing to See, and it's by Mary Beth Chapman. And it's when they lost their, their daughter, when their um, son accidentally mm -hmm. ran over her. And, the, and, and I realized at that moment that if devastation happened to my family, 
I couldn't, I couldn't endure it because I didn't have the, I didn't have the faith or the plan or, I mean, I would have just spiraled out of control. And so that's the very first thing the Lord used for me was the book Choosing to See. Mm -hmm. And that's by Mary Beth Chapman. And it's about their devastating story and how they, you know, went through it. And they had a child who went through guilt because he's the one that ran over that child, you know, over their other child. So, I mean, it hit on every level and it just showed me like, I couldn't, I couldn't withstand something. And so that's, he used that to draw me close to say, I want a closer relationship with you. Um, it took me a couple more years to actually get there but, and an addiction and everything else that I went through. But you know, he gets his point across soon. So um, um, Psalm 145, 8 says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all and his mercies are over all his works. Yes. And so that just reminds us, like, no matter what we're going through, he's going to show us grace. That's right. That's right. And it's because he wants us to overcome whatever we're dealing with. You know, he didn't He didn't go to the cross for us to cope. He wants us to overcome it. So whatever you're dealing with, whatever, like, listen, even if, you're, even if it's your child and you, I have had so many people, I mean, through TikTok who have messaged me and said, I'm saved. I've taught my child. Um about Jesus, but they are dealing, they are in a, you know, same sex relationship or whatever. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of messages. And I tell those parents, keep praying. Keep praying. The Lord can restore yeah, everything. And, like and, it. and it probably is a phase that they're going through because, I mean, like, they have a choice. They get, they get to make that choice right now for society. And and so, like, the parent feels like a failure, and I'm just like, no, no, you, you're the answer. You yeah. keep praying for your child. And um, there's so many stories of it and, you know, how the, how the Lord can restore addiction and, how can, like, even broken relationships with your kids. And don't ever feel like you are, like you've lost. You know, it well, don't feel like just because you don't see God working that He's not. He's he's, yeah. he's working. Yeah. He's working for you. He's and you love them. You mm -hmm. love them in spite of their choices, but yet you stay true, true to the word, because that because we when we hear the word, that's what makes us turn and believe. If you don't, if you're not, you know, telling them that you love them, and you know, I'm not saying uh, every time they walk through the door, but you know, it is it is so important to talk about truth with our children. My pastor has actually challenged us to do an altar at once a week, or you can do it more, at the house um, where you open the Word of God as a family. Now, that's awkward because mm -hmm. we've never done that. So, uh, you know, we're going to start it. And we're, he said, just start with verses, uh, chapters 1 through 11 in Genesis. And he said it talks about how the Lord, he said that it's talked, it talks about everything, how the Lord made man, male and female, and how marriage is between a man and a woman. And how you are made in the image of God and not a monkey. And you know what I'm saying? So, like, everything that you need to know and teach your children is in basically in the ch first 11 chapters of Genesis. And so, we're going we're gonna to start that. And, but it is about, like, if you don't teach your children the truth, then the school is going to teach them their truth. And it's not the same truth that we believe. And you know we don't want that. No, we you don't. don't. And, and it is, it is, it's time. A lot of people I know are pulling their children out of public schools. And, mm -hmm. I mean, even David and I are kind of debating with Lindley. She's eighth grade next year. So we thought, well, we'll let her stay in public school one more year, you know. And then when she goes to high school, we'll probably make that move. But she's not going to be happy about it. But, like, she's a child, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh it, it's, it's hard to know what the right thing is to do with our kids. But I feel like um, 
if you're you, seeking the Lord yes. and His guidance. Yeah, and He will yeah, lead us in the right too. direction. That's the thing about it. Like, you don't ever have to worry about, um, a lot of people will say, well, you know, sometimes I pray and it doesn't get answered. But I wouldn't answer my prayers either. Like, the way that I used to pray, the Lord answers my prayers all the time now. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm walking in the Spirit. And, I, and that is not a cocky comment. I work hard yeah. to walk in the Spirit. I say no to my flesh. That is the hardest thing to do, is to say no to your flesh and your desires and everything like that. So, um, but back in the day, a couple years ago, my prayers hardly ever got answered. I mean, like, ever. Yeah. Because I was I was in my flesh. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading. I wasn't doing anything. The Lord's, He's not going to look at you and just observe something going on with you you're going to have to cry out to him and that's when he answers your prayers um he just doesn't say oh look that car's about to hit them let me move that up i mean that's that's you have to talk to him he has to know you and have that relationship i was crying out to him on saturday things are going on in uh, my family and um I'm just going to stand firm that he heard my cries. That's right. He is. And that he's going to answer those. Right. He's going to work everything That's out right. for our good. That's right. And, you know, sometimes we have to understand, like, when I say work it out for our good, like, sometimes we get ourselves in a mess. Like, I have gotten myself in a mess. And my consequence, I had to go through the consequence of my sin. doesn't mean that you don't necessarily get a free pass because I didn't get a free pass. I had to work really hard through the consequences of my sin um, to get where I am today. So, sometimes... There are consequences, and there are judgment that happens here on earth, just like there was mm-hmm. back in the Old Testament. You know, um, the, a lot of times people will say, uh, like single moms, um, you know, we have to be very clear that, like, yes, your baby is a blessing, but you will have a struggle because you are out mm-hmm. of the order of marriage. So it doesn't mean that you're not loved by God or God can't use you or anything no, like that. but he brings you through each step. He does. He's with you as you bring along those Absolutely. kids to the single relationship. He might bring you um, a God-fearing husband. That's right. You know, to That's help right. you raise those kids. And so, but it is a hard thing. I was a single mom for a little bit. Yeah, I had to do child care assistance. And, you know, it was, it was very hard. And so... Um, but the Lord, he's faithful and there's no sin that is unforgivable. And there's, I mean, we do a lot of crazy things when we're young and we, we, we like heal from that pretty much our whole life. We heal from it makes you who you are today. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so don't think like, well, I can't remember what my, what my Facebook page was. Um, oh, the woman at the well that, that Jesus, uh, the woman at the well had been, had been divorced five times. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jesus chose to work through her. So don't ever think that you are disqualified. I hate that word. I hate he wasn't there for water. He was there for her. That's that right. Day. That's exactly right. So, you know, I don't know what your scar is. I don't know if it's a divorce or if it is uh, maybe drugs, addiction, you've lost your children. I mean, there are so many scenarios of what your your uh, scars could be. Abuse as a child. You know, there's, there's 50,000 scenarios. But whatever your scar is... That armor will cover it up. And Jesus, he's yes. the answer. Yes, and um, he is waiting to heal those scars. And those scars doesn't mean that you will ever forget them, but they become they become your testimony, and they will help someone else who has those same scars. And so don't be ashamed of your scars. Your scars are beautiful. I always say we're beautifully broken. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where the light gets in is when we're broken, the Lord comes in. If we're not broken, then we don't need God and we don't need fixing. And, um, and so he just does a beautiful work in our darkness. I don't, I don't know. I think some people who 
try to live that life. And some people can. They can they can check off that list and not do any major, major thing through their whole life. But I'm thankful for my addiction because I know that I am so different because of it. And um, I'm ashamed of it, but I'm thankful for it, you know, if that makes sense. So, anyway. So, do you have anything else? That's it. All right. Well, listen, you, uh, you ask Jesus um, to reveal himself to you. You ask him to uh, use your scars. Don't, don't hide your scars. Um, use them. Uh, let the Lord use the hurts that you've been through um, and let him heal them. And then he will be able to use you to heal someone else. So I, I have a prayer that I want to pray us out with. Okay. Sounds um, good. All right. Let's go to prayer. God, when we are weak, you are strong. When, we, when I am lonely, you are my comforter. When I feel unable to keep moving forward, you give me the strength I need to persevere. Please remind me when I feel overwhelmed that you are with me. Refresh my soul and give me rest. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week.